Good afternoon, everyone. It is Wednesday, March 29th, 2017, and you're listening to episode four of the Dry Spell Radio Show. If you want to get in touch with us, we are on Twitter at dryspell underscore VG and on email uh, at dryspellradio at gmail.com. My name is Matt, uh, and I'm joined in the studio by Austin, as always. Hi there. How's it going? So we were we were just talking about how uh, after week four, how or by this point we have not had an old Greg reference uh, and how amazing that is. But there it is. Had to. I'm sorry. It's been too long. It's creamy. It's creamy, Bailey. Uh, and um, as a special uh, thing this week, we have a special guest, uh, Jason. Hey, how are you guys? So uh, Jason's uh, Jason's our friend, and so we uh, he's on spring break right now. He is an adult that actually got his life together, uh, got out and got a job, and is now a teacher. And so he's on spring break. Ours was last week. Um, but hey, how's it going? I'm doing pretty well today. Uh, I'm just halfway through spring break, just not doing much right now. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Have you done anything fun for spring break yet? Oh, man, I... You mowed the I lawn mowed the lawn, yeah. yeah. I, I, oh, that's dude. something I haven't gotten out of my house, so today was yesterday was a pretty good day to get out. <laughs> and so you mowed your lawn. Yeah. That's you know, that's great. the most adult thing I've done in a while, so... A little, <laughs> little stretch with that adult comment. Fantastic. <laughs> that's been all I want to hear. Cat, so there's True. that. Yes. Uh, and what's the name of your cat? My cat is named Atlas. <laughs> right. Uh, not uh, on Rand. Atlas. Right. <laughs> you know, the one that had the globe on his on his uh, back. Oh, good. Let me see that again. Oh, it's gone. It's Snapchat. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank oh. you, Jesse, for uh, tuning in. Oh, good. Okay, that's what that was. Uh, I was more fascinated by the picture. I don't know what that picture I don't, was. I don't even know what that was. Okay. That was definitely not us. So, uh, Well, that's probably our fault. Uh, a little <laughs> insight to us. Uh, we've, been, we've been a little slow about getting our pictures and stuff to uh, the, the radio station. So we need to do that soon. Apparently, so we're just a bunch of group of girls. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> um, so, Austin, uh, our spring break was last week. Yeah. So uh, how was it? It was okay, pretty low key. You didn't really do too much. Uh, I did do one thing. You did join me. We went and saw Power Rangers. We did. Um, I was gonna say I loved the movie. It was. You had to take it for what it was, and it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, oh, I just overloaded the mic. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> he was very excited. Yeah. So for me, I uh, I thought the movie was awful. Like completely just terrible, <laughs> but, but I think you, you knew that coming in. Kind of. Uh, I'm glad. So f like I, I'm glad that they didn't take themselves too seriously in this movie, uh, because that was like the problem with like the Transformers movies is uh, they're so serious in everything, uh, especially when Shia LaBeouf left. Running from your life from Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> so, uh, I, it's just so serious. And Power Rangers was the complete opposite. Like, they knew that it was going to be a bad movie. And so they kind of played on that. They, they embraced it. Which I think is great. But what's funny is, like, for how, like, kind of cheesy the movie was, I thought the acting was actually really well done. Um, 
the five Rangers, I think, actually did a really fantastic job. Obviously, you got Brian Cranston and Elizabeth Banks as the you know two big stars, and I mean they did a solid job too. I mean Cranston wasn't in it too much, but Elizabeth Banks as Rita, I think, was you know. Yeah, I mean good. it was all right. Uh, one of the Power Rangers is autistic, uh, which you find out fairly early. So sorry if you didn't want to know that yet, but. Uh, it was really fascinating to see an actor portray someone who is autistic. And he's, he's getting some praise for that, for how accurately he actually did portray it. Yeah, and at, at a certain point in the movie, it starts to lose it a little bit. But uh, at the very beginning, I thought he did a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, so I mean, I recommend going seeing it. if you. I mean, it's a fun time. I, I thought it was worth the money of admission, price of admission. So well, I was yeah. going to ask... Uh, it sounds like you give it an endorsement. What do you think, Matt? Should, I haven't seen it yet. Should I see it? I think you should. Um, I'm not going to say that you have to see it in uh, the normal theaters where you're going to pay 10 13 bucks, whatever it is now. Uh, I'd say if you want to wait for a dollar theater, then I think that's okay. I don't think you're going to lose anything about the movie by going later. Okay. But I I would see it at some point. It's It's just a lot of fun. Uh, which is exactly what they needed for that movie. Mm -hmm. And it looks good. good, too. I mean, the special effects were actually were very well done. I didn't find any, like, bad effects or even... There was, there was a couple moments that okay. I was like, wow, that CG matched really, really terribly. <laughs> uh, and it kind of reminded me of Mass Effect Andromeda, which we'll touch on uh, in a little bit. But... It, it, there were there was just there was just a couple of jumpy things. I know, like I'm being super critical about it, but it, it it's true. Yeah. So that was pretty much the extent of my spring break, with uh, omitting the mild alcoholism there. But uh, we'll move past that. <laughs> so yeah. Matt, how was your spring break? My spring break was good. Uh, I think I mentioned this at some point a couple weeks ago, but uh, I quit my job not too long ago. And so I kind of decided that I needed to go on an unemployed trip, a, a self-searching uh, just trip. And so that's kind of what I did. Uh, I, I knew I was going to head up to Moscow to see a couple of my friends. And so like that's kind of where it started. And we kind of just sat around played video games uh i kind of went and saw some of the moscow bars and i am so glad i did not go to school at u of i sorry <laughs> u of i grads listening but i couldn't have done it why do you think they're drunk all the time <laughs> no kidding <laughs> but uh so i was there played some video games played some board games uh had some good had some fun played rock band by yourself for two hours uh, more like three. Okay. <laughs> uh, That's I, a fun time. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know what was happening. I f some people were like playing a drinking game, and I just really wanted to play rock band. Um, and I haven't played rock band in so long that it just felt like it needed to happen. And I played rock band drums by myself for probably three hours straight. And I got to say, Austin, that's how you beat the hardest songs. Yeah. I mean, yes, but still, like, <laughs> just by myself, uh, just solid. I was just go through the set list and be like, oh, I like this song. I'm going to play it. 
it was it was a weird experience. Uh, I, I haven't played a game like that in years. Yeah, it really Lots got me itching to play a rock band game. Uh, I looked. Uh, actually, my buddy in Moscow sent me a link to a full band pack for like a hundred bucks. Ooh, not bad. So I might do it. I get paid on Friday. <laughs> so I might buy Rock Band 4. Oh, that's right. Currently, Matt is employed again, so. Yeah, well, and I, they still owe me for my job that I oh, okay. worked earlier. But His unemployed bender is over, so. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I really want to play Rock Band again. So I think I, I think I'm gonna spring for it. But while I was on spring break, um, I did head out. Uh, I went to Seattle for a couple of days, and just kind of cruised the city. Uh, I haven't been up there in such a long time that I decided I just wanted to go see it. And, and I went to an arcade up there. There's a couple of them around. They look uh, pretty cool in your Snapchats. Yeah, I went to one. It's a bigger one, and I don't even know if this is a chain or not. But it's called GameWorks. And I don't know, man. It, it it was pretty cool. It was one of those that you didn't use coins or anything. You buy the card, and then you swipe the card. Like, like Game World back in the day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or apparently I heard Dave & Buster's. Yeah, Dave & Buster's is the same kind of way. I haven't been there, so... We should go sometime. I, I mean, they don't have a lot of fun games, but you know, it's and they're not very good food either. It can so. be a good time. I know. <laughs> I have a friend who says he's going to save up enough points where he's going to get the PS5 when it comes out. They have the PS4 already, so never, oh. <laughs> never gonna happen. Uh, it, it's but it's kind of in the same style. And I messed up. I bought the like credits version. They have a, a an hourly version that you can buy, and I should have done that. Uh, it's I, it's about the same price for like an hour, um, and you don't get to play the ticket games. And I thought to myself, oh, I'll probably want to play skee ball because I love skee ball. But I ended up not playing skee ball at all. <laughs> I ended up spending most of my credits on racing games. And nice, good choice. Yeah, and uh, uh, Street Fighter. I mean, it's always a good choice oh, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I should have spent the hourly credits, but. It's fine. Uh, and then the, uh, after spending a couple of days in Seattle, I decided to go to Portland. And there's a, an arcade in downtown Portland called Ground Control. And c that's control with a K. And I went there. Uh, it's, it's all ages, I think, up until like six or seven or something like that. And then it becomes a 21 and over. They start serving alcohol. Um, and I didn't get there until probably 10 or so, but I had a really good time in there. Uh, that was a quarter based. So I went in and exchanged money for some quarters and played a bunch of different games. And some of my old favorites from the arcade, you know, uh, Galaga, I try to play every time I'm in an arcade. Oh, I love and uh, Donkey Kong, as frustrating as it is, <laughs> I actually got farther in Donkey Kong than I've ever gotten. So that was that was exciting for me. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, the Super Mario Bros. arcade machines, though, those are the best. <sighs> those are so tough, man. Yeah. I have such a hard time playing those games. <laughs> I mean, arcade games, I mean, they have to be tough. That's how they right. get you to spend more money. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was it was a good time. Kind of wish we had an arcade like that here. Yeah. I mean, we have the space bar in town. But um, it's very small and cramped. It's really small and cramped. And... I'm not speaking of experience. I've actually never been there, so we should go sometime. 
I actually just counted up my quarters, and I have a lot mm-hmm. of quarters. Perfect. There's actually uh, a place in Eagle called, I think it's Grinker's. It's not a bad place. It's still kind of small, but... Interesting. I Yeah, I didn't know about that. Yeah, we should check those out. I mean, I love old arcades. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, anyway, yeah. so that was kind of that. Uh, otherwise, I just kind of cleaned my room and that played. Was, that was an endeavor for you. Oh, man. You should see it right now. If it looks as good as your car, I'll be happy. It doesn't look as good as the car, but it looks <laughs> better than it has. Um <laughs> But I watched uh, quite a bit of the Halo Championship series, including the final matches and stuff. Uh, I miss Halo 2. Uh, I kind of realized that watching this game. Is that what they were playing? What? Were they playing Halo 2? Oh, no. I mean, like, Halo as well. Like, they were playing Halo 5. Okay. Because there's a bunch of stuff, uh, the way some of the, the, like, the... uh, the Spartans move and stuff that they didn't have when I was playing Halo mm-hmm. a lot, but uh, it was it was real fun to watch. Uh, at one point, I was watching, and I think it was in like the final championship, where the uh, one of the uh, people on like the leading team teabagged a member of the other team. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, and I was like I was sitting there I'm like, yeah, that's kind of awesome. But also if we want to make esports mainstream, we, we can't need to back. Yeah, we got to <laughs> right. cut that crap out. And as somebody who really wants to see esports become mainstream, that's like, come on guys. We're watching not 5 years things, old. Watching some of those things are just so cool to see. I watched just a little bit of Overwatch. They had a championship going on. Yeah. And just have, hearing the announcers actually know what they're talking about, and it sounds like a sporting event. It's so cool. I think the most impressive one I saw was Rainbow Six Siege. Really? During their Invitational in March. That was wild. Yeah, it's really wild to watch like these games that I play and these people that are just so good at it. I mean, I follow the Dota, uh, whatever, leagues fairly fairly closely and so it's really amazing to see people that are just so good at this stuff yeah and and we're i mean we're kind of hitting mainstream at some point i mean uh, i've seen street fighter on espn and yeah, stuff it's right. not like it's not there yeah and back in the day um mlg had a halo thing on well, espn well what was i forget it was like the first time they put an mlg on ESPN, what game? I forget what game it was, but the oh. internet blew up. I thought it was Halo. I think it was, and just everyone's like, I don't know what I'm watching. And like ten minutes later, like this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. These announcers are amazing. And like, it's just so much energy behind the gaming sports. It's just so funny. It's just a world people don't know. I saw that like last year, a major sports newscaster. I don't remember who she was, but. She was watching it, and it started out, you see her tweet. She doesn't know what's going mm-hmm. on. I mean, and by the end, she's just like, I still don't know what's happening, but I really love this. The announcers are incredible. Yeah, I want I this team to win. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is awesome. Um, but, yeah, so that was kind of my spring break. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
Okay, and we are back. Uh, you're listening to the Dry Spell Radio Show. Uh, we're gonna just go ahead and jump into the games we're talking or that we've been playing. Uh, let's go ahead and start with you, Austin. What have you been playing? Um, so I've been playing this for a while. I haven't talked about it because I, I don't know, just kind of haven't. It's an older game. I wouldn't say older, but I've been playing. Uh, I mean, it's two years old now. But for us, it was kind of new. Okay, Rise of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> so I picked it up on sale the third week of February, and I just beat it this last week. Um, 100%ed it, because that's how I roll. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic game. Yeah. I don't know if any of you, I think both of you have played. I mean, no, I own it, but I haven't played it yet. I'm so still I, working on it. Haven't yeah, that's right. Too far yet. So I, I picked up the the reboot on PS3 back in like 20, 2012, whenever that came out. Yeah, I played that one. Uh, beat that, and then I ended up buying the Definitive Edition for PS4, which was a good choice because it was like a whole new game again and then i waited so long to get this one while i was bitter about the whole deal that crystal dynamics pulled with microsoft don't want to really get into that (laughs) still agitated about it (laughs) i hope they just don't pull that again on us so i mean because it just released this last october for ps4 when it came out the previous november for xbox so i was a little bitter i still just decided to pull the trigger and buy it and i'm glad i did Gameplay is great. Story's great. The only thing that kind of let me down was the final boss fight. But maybe I was just so That's good at that point, I just was able to beat it in, like, you know, three minutes. I mean, I think I, I've heard quite a number of people say that same thing. So, yeah. That's kind of... I've been playing that behind the scenes. I haven't really talked about it. But if you haven't picked it up, I'm sure you can find a probably good deal on it now. It's been out for several months. I, I got it on Steam, I think, in their winter sale. And it was pretty cheap. Yeah, so I'm sure you can find it Amazon or wherever. Um, I recommend it, especially if you don't have the first one. I recommend picking that up. You probably find that for ten, fifteen bucks now. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, that was a really good game. They're both great <laughs> games, and so that I'm, was that came out back when Jason and I were roommates. I remember that. Uh, I was the because, first one to play it. Uh huh. And then Alan, our other roommate, played it, and then I played it, and then. We Same all disc. decided we yeah we kind of decided that we all kind of wanted to beat more of it mm-hmm. and so we passed it through the loop again to see if we could get more and more of the achievements and stuff. It was a good time. Yeah, it was. it's a great game. Um, I might expect a new one this year. I wouldn't expect it this year. We'll see. Maybe an announcement. Because maybe an announcement. Because I know something. I mean, it obviously sets up for next game. Shocker. Um, <laughs> but I don't care. I look forward to that. So. We'll see. I bet it would be a 2018 release. Yeah, I could see one in the next couple of years. I just don't know if this year is it's going to be right for it. So yeah, that was my goal. I was, was trying just to beat that before all this next set of games came out, but I kind of got behind. But I managed to catch up and get it done. Nice. Um, other game I've been playing that Jason and I've been playing fairly regularly. Uh, oh, we talked about it last couple of weeks. Is uh, Disc Jam, and I love Disc Jam. I love it until you get that group that you cannot beat. Or they just start getting you mad and everything. Yeah. Like, they're not playing. Like, Jason and I feel like we've gotten pretty good where we can, like, read the court, know what's coming, and, like, anticipate moves. Um, and then you get that one team that just, like, is a complete wild card, and they just kind of throw random random throws, and you're just, like, can't ever get in a good rhythm. Other than that, I oh, mean. it's just the point. of Yeah. Right. I guess that is the point. But other than that, we've. I mean, there's two matches where Jason and I. Two separate teams went 11-0 on a team, and they kept trying to replay and replay and replay. 
and never could beat us. They it finally was lots of fun. They finally quit. So, yeah, I, I wish I played more Disc Jam than I have because I think it's really well made and I think it's a good game. Yes, it is still free on PS4 for anyone who's not picked it up yet. I recommend that because that's going to run out here you know, in just, just a few days. days so. yeah, absolutely, pick it up. Yeah, I mean, if you like if you like Windjammers, uh, until the next Windjammers comes out, this is about as close as you're going to get. <laughs> and it's a pretty great game. Now that I've got it kind of figured out, and now have all the trophies for it too. So yeah, because that's how I roll. Um, I guess I have started Destiny again. <laughs> My life has gone down the, the Destiny hole, but. Yeah. We'll get back. We'll get into that more a little bit later. But yeah, we'll talk about Destiny. So we'll, some news. we'll move on from that. <laughs> so, Matt, besides Rock Band 4, yeah. what have you been playing? Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to work my way through Horizon Zero Dawn a little bit more. Um, I'm still pretty engrossed in how good that game is. Uh, I think it's, again, I think it's just really well made. Uh, I played quite a bit of Titanfall 2's multiplayer uh, I think it's great. I think it's probably one of the best first-person shooters that I've played in a really super long time. And just the way that you move as a character, as a pilot, and the combat that comes along with that, and then the Titans and stuff, I think they're it's really well put together. And then add in uh, the different game modes and stuff. Uh, I, I just... I can't recommend that game enough. I'm a little concerned that the multiplayer base will start to drop out here soon just because there's so many games coming out. But if you get a chance, uh, I know, I think I'm the only one in here that has Titanfall 2, right? Oh, no, I've got it. And I wanted to oh. say, actually, I played a little bit of Infinite Warfare with that and at the same time as Titanfall. And I have to feel like, Infinite Warfare tried to pull off what Titanfall did, and Absolutely. it just could not do it. Titanfall just feels so smooth compared to that. Yeah, and that's, I mean, if I'm going to describe Titanfall in any word, it's smooth. It's just everything about it. It just feels so natural. I, I remember, like, the first multiplayer match I played, I thought, I went in, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get the crap kicked out of me. <laughs> and I went in and didn't feel that. Uh I mean, instantly I'm running on walls and shooting people while running and, like, all this stuff that I just wasn't expecting to happen right. so quickly. And, you know, I I didn't feel like I was just being completely demolished or anything, but it took me a couple games to realize that I had lost every single game for, like, the first five or six matches. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't feel like you were getting destroyed? No. See? That's good. Until then. Yeah. Then That's I was good. just like, I, I need like, to do yeah, something. I realized, like, oh, wow. And we're so used to, like, the Call of Duty, like, every single time you lose a match, you are getting destroyed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're not, like, just, you know, running 30 kills and four deaths, you're right. usually just getting destroyed. Yeah. Which so. I get more deaths than anyone in that game. I don't know what it is, Jason, but... <laughs> at, at least, like, 15 to 20 a match, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I suck at Call of Duty games, uh, so I totally feel you, dude. Unless I'm r going completely kabakazi with a mini Uzi, uh, and I just can't do well in those games. Right. I used to be able to. The but oh, the mini Uzi. Oh, gosh. I forgot <laughs> that's what you run with, and somehow 
Somehow I always end up becoming the kamikaze in our crew. And it works. It's just like reason. The Last of Us. Adrian! <laughs> I had this class that I called the Adrian class because I would, like, it was just basically all all of my melee stats I could pump up and I would just run around and beat the crap out of people and I'd win matches that way. And <laughs> for anyone who's not played the online for Last of Us, that is not what you do. No. It's it is a really brutal tactical. and very real online. You die fast and somehow he pulls we're it all down and somehow we just start yelling Adrian <laughs> and this guy comes around the corner with a giant 2 by 4 and starts beating up everyone and wins. As and uh, Jason's known for in our group is standing in the back because he's he typically becomes our snipers in multiplayer games and uh, he always gets shivved in that game every time. I think it was like six times in a row and you just rage quit and we just couldn't. It was <laughs> although I did play it a couple of weeks ago and I jumped right back in and no difference. I was absolutely able to play at my top level and I didn't get shivved. Good. I was excited. I want to play that game again. Yeah, we definitely. Should. We should. Um, we'll keep moving on. Uh, I, Mario Run came out for uh, the Android, and so I played a little bit of it. It's as bad as everybody says it is. <laughs> yep. And uh, we've got a new story later. about that, so I won't get into that. Um, the big games, of course. I just yeah. I just spent way too much time on games that I didn't mean to, um, and so now I'm going to go to the games I actually took notes on. <laughs> Um, first of all, I want to talk about Paladins. Uh, Paladins is it's on early access uh, for uh, Steam, but I, there's a beta that I think is running for PS4, but you have to sign up for it and get a key. But if you like Overwatch, this is Overwatch. Oh, really? Uh, it's 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 amazingly close to Overwatch. Um, which I guess is just a clone of Team Fortress 2, so it doesn't really matter. Like, yep. that's cool. But, I mean, it, it's that cartoony kind of look like uh, that class-based uh, FPS. Um, it's, I mean, it, it'll, you go into it and you're like, oh, my God, this is Overwatch. Uh, there's a play, a play of the game at the end of every match. Uh, you transport payloads. Uh, I mean, it's it's basically that. Uh, so the one character that, that you, you use during your uh, tutorial is named Victor. And Victor is... Is he Russian? Yes. Uh, he's this big Russian guy. His abilities are sprint. Oh, my gosh. Grenade. He uses an assault rifle. Uh, and his ultimate, which is not called an ultimate, but it's maybe it is. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's a rocket barrage. Oh man! So I mean, it's it's basically Soldier seventy six with just minor differences, and it's funny to watch a lot of these people. Like a lot of the characters have very similar attributes to Overwatch characters. I um, heard about this. Yeah, like a Hanzo pretty much, and all these other characters too. Yes, and it's it's very accurate what people are saying online. Um, now, there are a couple of things that distinguish it from Overwatch, such as you you have different loadouts. Okay. Um, it's okay. a card-based system. And so you can go in and you uh, can make your own loadouts for these characters. And they're not weapons or anything, but they're abilities. So, like, you can make Victor sprint faster. Oh, okay. Um, and so you, you can assign these different cards to each character. And then when you go into the match, you can choose which loadout you want to be in. Uh, so if let's say I want to set up a Victor assault and defense class, 
I can do that and I can choose which I want to be as the game starts. Which I think is pretty neat. Uh, I like that idea. Yeah, you can buy new cards. Uh, I think there's an in-game currency, and it's also free to play, I think. So I'm imagining that they'll have a, a buy-in system. Of course, um, little microtransactions. Yeah. Pay to get ahead kind of thing. Right. Yeah, and which, you know, is a bummer for any game, but, you know, they got to make money too. And there's also an in-game card system, or I guess it's not necessarily cards, but it's abilities. And so as you do better in each match, you can start upgrading your character in the game, uh, sort of like a MOBA. Uh, you know, I like so that, but I kind of like the Overwatch system a little better where certain people counter certain people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and I think like, both of them have their place. If you're in a match mm -hmm. that's not going well, you got to change up your characters. And, right, and, and I can then. see this working out really well. It's just, that's my preference. No, I totally agree with you. Uh, I do like I do like the in-game upgrade system. I think that's cool, and that comes from spending so much time with Dota. But I think, I think that the Overwatch system works a little bit better for the general populace. Right. Well, it's a game anyone can pick up and play. It's like and yeah. not put too much thought into it, so. Right. Um so that's uh Paladins. Otherwise, um hmm. how much time do we have? I've got 30 seconds before I have to hit a break. Uh and the next on my list is Mass Effect Andromeda. That's not going to take 30 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. That's going to take more than 30 seconds. Um, so I don't know if I'm smart enough to make this hit break early. Uh, so I'm just going to wait for another 15 seconds. <laughs> I'm going to handle it. I'm going to vamp, and the computer is going to handle it for me. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about Mass Effect. So five seconds. All right, so we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. All right, and we are back. Uh, as I mentioned before the break, uh, I'm going to get into Mass Effect Andromeda a little bit. Um, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, there's not much I'm going to say about Mass Effect Andromeda that hasn't already been said um, and that you can't find online. Uh, I've only played a little bit of it, but it's rough. I mean, it's really rough. Uh, and that's really disappointing because, you know, I was a fan of the Mass Effect series. And at this point, it's just, why? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Um, and if you're in a box and have no idea what's happening in Mass Effect, uh, I mean, I can start with the animations and how big of a joke they are. But... You know, that happens. That's not the big problem with this game. And that'll get fixed in time, I'm sure. I hope. Uh, I think I think they did address that it will get fixed. It's now just it sounds not. like you're going to answer me, but I was going to ask, 
is it just the animations or is it the game? So no, yeah, I'll get it. Yeah, well, I actually heard the gameplay wasn't bad. The game's bad. Okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, you know, there's, there's there's some things about the movement that are pretty good. Uh, there's a there's a different couple different boosts that you can do as the character, and you know, I really like that. I think it's good. Uh, as far as like the battles go and stuff, it's very similar to the other Mass Effects. But the, when you think about a Mass Effect game and what you want to do in a Mass Effect game, it's typically story-based and because they created this world that is rich and it's exciting and there's all this awesome stuff going on. And they failed to capture that in this game. Hmm. Uh, and that's that's the most disappointing part. I could get past the animations. Yeah, the character um, I'm playing as Sarah Ryder, she's a derp. I mean, she looks like like every time we hit an emotional cutscene, she just has the stupidest look on her face. So, do you think they like intended like you play as the guy? Do you think he'll be better? I don't know. Like, did they? That'd be interesting to see if they put more work into like what's his name. The guy, the male I, writer. I can't remember. Um, I, I would be interested to start the game again with him and see if it's any better. Maybe it's a twin I, thing. Maybe the derp is a genetic trait that they have. And, you know, I've seen so be. many character animation, just little pictures where it's just so awful that I, I doubt they had that much improvement over it. That's true. Yeah. And, I mean, it, because it happens with some of the other characters as well. I mean, which is sad with character animations because I know I think, I think know that's hard to get done. But lately, games have been doing really well with it. I know Horizon did a great job. I'm just talking Uncharted about games. Uncharted. Uncharted. Tomb Raider did good. It's just... Yeah. The technology's there. So, like, if the fact that you're having, like, janky animations kind of concerns me. For sure. Especially on a game franchise like Mass Effect, where you, there right. is so much money there. there is so, so Mass much Effect is about the characters. Right. It's not about the action, per se. You know, and that's, uh, that's disappointing that, you know, I could get past the animations, like I said, but the story just seems so lacking. And the writing is just I heard the writing is awkward. And <laughs> uh, I wrote down this one quote uh, right off the get-go. Uh, they're about to get off their space, like their ship, and Sarah goes, "I can't explore space without my coffee." Like, come really? on, guys! Like, don't do this to me. I want to like this game, and so I'm going to continue giving it a chance. I um, heard it gets better. Yeah, but I hear it takes about thirty hours before that happens. So I heard fifteen. So I know. I'm Give not going to lie. A line like that—that's like. High school writing. Yeah, I mean, it's there is some problems. That in wizard this game. came from the moon. I mean, <laughs> that wizard came from the moon. It's like bad Destiny writing there. Yeah, and but nobody went to Destiny for the writing. That's the difference. Yeah, it's true. They might have came there for the writing at first, and then they played the game and they just right. hated it so much and played it anyway. Yeah. I mean, and uh, but that was that was very from the get go. <laughs> we kind of all understood that oh, Destiny has no story. It's going right. to be terrible at this aspect. The action and the world is going to make me play this game more. Uh, and Mass Effect just isn't doing it for me right now. Well, uh, let us know what you think later yeah, on. Yeah, I'll come back. I'll come back. Like I said, I'm, I'm just at the very beginning. I'm still wanting to get it. 
Um, for me, I only played, I probably played about half of the first one and a little bit of the second. Because I picked up the, the three-pack on PS3 oh, like right. months before the PS4 dropped. So I didn't get too much time to play it. And so I don't have much to base this on. So maybe it would be better for me because I haven't gone through the whole series. And then like, you know, the major sacrifice at the end with Shepard. It's just like I didn't have that emotional impact. So I don't know what I'm comparing it to. Whatever. So... Maybe I'll pick it up here in a few days. Maybe not. Let me know what you think later on. Yeah. Because that might good. determine if I pull the trigger on it or not. So Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. So segueing into some news, uh, more Switch news always. Uh, they announced that Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime, as they say, quote, will come in time. Which is great because I need another... Uh, Netflix machine. Yeah. So I don't have, you know, four of them sitting around my place right now. Three? I have four. Five? Too many things for Netflix. Yeah. Plus the smart TVs. Yeah. Right. TV, PlayStations, computers, iPads, phones, everything runs TV these days. So why not have another device that do it? Right. Um, yeah. So that's all right. And the next one, I saw this yesterday and kind of maybe will be a huge push for the Switch because it doesn't need it, though, because it's doing pretty well. But Rocket League is a possibility for the Switch. I saw that. They're so, kind of thinking about that. I know we've talked about Rocket League fairly heavily on the show. Game's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, Rocket League is one of the best games to come out, or at least the best game in that genre to come out in a while. So, sticking with the Switch news, Jason here is, out of us three, actually owns a Switch, so I want to yes. kind of get some of his opinions on the Switch itself and then some Zelda. I know we've covered Zelda quite a bit, but I still want to hear what your impression is actually playing the game. Right. So take it away. All right. Well, I got to preface this with, because of Zelda, Nintendo's got me. I've played Zelda since the NES, and that is my game. So take what I say with a grain of salt, but I love the Switch. Um, being able to dock it, start keep playing on my TV, and then when I'm getting ready to go to bed, just watching some TV, just pull it right up and continue my game. That's something that I've never been able to do, and with a console. Because I know, I know, thing. PlayStation attempted that with the Vita, which right. you did own as well. Yeah, and I kind of got that used later on, and you know, that was a great retro game sort of thing. I played a lot of PS1 games, PS2 games, that sort of thing. But the Switch was so cool because these are new games, which is really exciting. Mm -hmm. um, it does have a little bit of slowdown every once in a while, but what I found out about that was that had to do with it will search for Wi-Fi networks while it's um, in the middle of the game. And so while it's doing that, it actually has some visual stutter that's going on. And if you put it into airplane mode, it goes ahead and takes care of that. Sounds like it's something that should be able to be patched. So that's exciting. Have you had any connectivity problems with the left Joy-Con? I have had zero issues. Yeah, because I know that's a big thing. That's and a big they've thing. already figured it out, the right. problem, and the next wave of switches will fix that. Yeah, so. I, I think it was uh, CNET posted a thing about it where they had sent in their left Joy-Con, uh -huh. and they had taken it apart beforehand or taken one apart. It took pictures of it and then took pictures of it again after they got it back. And uh, the kind of the difference, the only difference was is they took this little piece of foam and put it in between two of the connectors, and they're like, oh, it's fixed. Oh, really? <laughs> huh. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's all you need. Either a way. A little bit of foam. <laughs> a little foam. <laughs> so I know you guys have talked a little bit about the controllers and the price on that. Mm -hmm. And 
I'll say I absolutely agree with you on the price of the uh, Joy-Cons. Yeah, what do you what do you own with the? I with have it? the Joy-Cons that came with it. Yes, and then also I have the the Pro Controller. So you did get a Pro okay. Controller. How is the Pro Controller? Like, how does it feel? Pretty. The pretty Pro good? Controller feels really nice in okay. my hands. It has it fits and my that was hand. Seventy. Seventy, yeah. Well, it's five dollars more than the PS4 back when it came out. Yeah. So that didn't bother me much. The okay. Eighty dollar price tag on the Joy Cons kind of bugged me. Yeah, paying eighty bucks just to play with your friends is a little. Yeah. Upsetting. I know I have a friend who's talking about thinking about getting that or a Joy Con. Personally, I'd say the Pro Controller is the for way to me go. is the way to go. Yeah. But. The Joy-Cons are perfect for when you're just l- sitting down playing on the tablet itself. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. A little bit small for bigger hands, but pretty awesome. And because I don't want to spend forever on this, I'll talk a little bit about Zelda now. Like I said, any Zelda they got me. I was a little disappointed with Skyward Sword, but I still played quite a bit of it. Um, this game, though, Breath of the Wild is, for me, phenomenal. I've taken it, and I... Checked my total hours within two weeks of getting it, over 60 hours in. Man. And the thing that blows my mind, I've beat the main story. I have thir- uh, not 18 hearts now, so that's quite a bit. Okay. And uh, I checked my completion percentage. You're going to love this game, Austin, if you're a completionist, because with all that done, 15%. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Lots of gameplay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And Dan Reichert from Giant Bomb is one of those, like, oh, I love this game. Right. And I think he ended up, he's at 110 hours. Uh-huh. Uh, and he finally just beat all the shrines. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Just finding them. I mean, I have a player's guide. I've tried to stay away from it as much as I can. Only if I'm, like, completely stuck do I pull it out. But even then, just trying to keep up with everything, there's just so much. And... What amazes me, though, because with massive games, like The Witcher overwhelms me a little. Skyrim overwhelms me a little. This one, never once did I feel overwhelmed, though. That's what amazes me about it. And 60 hours in, and I'm sitting there like, I'll I'll be back pretty soon. You've just barely scratched the surface. Right. And not to mention the, I guess, you know, DLC coming out for it. Oh, yeah. I know they do the hero mode on all the games. That kind of surprised me that it's going to be dlc this time mm. but more story i'm excited for that yeah that and the cool. extra dungeons they're a good challenge i'll give that a try all right cool so yeah i mean it, it bears repeating it's gonna be a game changer absolutely just don't lick it yeah don't don't stick a cartridge <laughs> in your mouth my brother's been harassing me about that, so I finally did it, and it's as disgusting as everyone says. Is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they put they put uh, some kind of bitter, something right. that is, like, rated the most bitter so, like, yeah, substance. So animals and children won't eat it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Smart. So, you know, all the Twitch streamers and Internet celebrities try it anyway. Right. It's a good, it's good, good views there. Video game journalism. Okay. <laughs> what an art. Moving on. Yeah. So, um, continuing with news and stuff, uh, I was kind of mentioned how much I loved Rock Band, right? Well, Harmonix is coming out with a new game, but it's a card game. Uh, it's going to be called Drop Mix. Hmm. And it seems really interting. Uh, it, uh, you connect it with your phone, 
and it comes with this like big uh i guess it's not big but it's kind of like a card dock and you basically take different parts of a song and put it in this dock and create your own remixes really yeah and it sounds really interesting we don't know too much about it in fact i haven't seen any gameplay yet uh, but it looks really fascinating. Uh, I think it's a cool idea, uh, especially like for a company that's been around as long as Harmonix, and they, they need to branch out uh, to do something new. And so I don't really know too much about it. Uh, I'm going to keep watching it because I'm, I'm fascinated. It's going to be like 100 bucks or something like that, so it's going to be spendy. But we'll see. We'll see when we get there how cool it is uh, and if I want it or whatever. Either way, and nice thing to keep your eye on. Yeah, and it's supposed to come out in September. So so we, as we get closer, I think we'll kind of talk about it. Um, kind of going. Yeah, so uh, we're all lawyers here, right? Yeah. Of right. Course. Actually, that's what I'm going for. But Yeah, well, you're <laughs> studying it. Uh, I'm not a lawyer at all, but... We all know who John Carmack is. Uh, well, John Carmack, there, there's this long history of him and ZeniMax and id Software and, like, all this crap just kind of flying around. John, so, anyways, if you don't know, uh, in February, ZeniMax was awarded $500 million uh, paid by uh, John Carmack. Because when he was, he, when he was working um, at Zenimax, it said that he stole technology that they used to make the Oculus Rift. Um, so like things that were on the computers or whatever that technically Zenimax owned, he took. And when they went and started the Oculus Rift, uh, that's he, it it was owned by them. And so he had to pay for the rights of that. Well, John Carmack has come back and filed another suit against Zenimax uh, for back in when he sold its software to them. Uh, they haven't paid him all what it's worth. And so at the time, he took like part of it. Um, and then there was a stock option. And I, again, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know too much about this. But apparently, they still owe him money. And since the lawsuit happened in previously, they're not paying him. Hmm. And so ZeniMax owes John Carmack for the sale of id. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it's a really fascinating thing that uh, is worth watching. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, what does it actually mean? Uh, I don't really know. I know it's in one of the court cases or one of the uh, lawsuits or whatever. Uh, I think it was John Carmack's lawyer was like, you cannot withhold money from people for, quote, unquote, sour grapes. <laughs> nice. Right. Uh, so it's getting really classy. Um, I'll continue uh, with one more lawsuit. Uh and this one's really fascinating, and this one affects us a little bit more. So a couple of states have introduced uh, litigation for right to repair. And essentially what that means is that 
these states are going and saying like, oh, you have the right to take your consoles in and get them repaired by whoever you want. Uh, and it doesn't just mean consoles. It, this can also mean phones or whatever, um, because you think about how how closely Apple holds on to their products. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's that same idea. Well, if you think about Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, you're not actually allowed under your warranty to open it up. Right. To open it up and repair things. And if you think about like the Red Ring of Death, uh, you aren't allowed to fix that. Only Microsoft was allowed to fix that. And so these bills are going through saying, no, like you have a right to repair your consoles, uh, even if it's personal or if it's by an independent repair person. Like you should be able to do I, that. I think you should have a right. I want to jump in. Sorry, just interrupt a little bit. You no, should have a right because, I mean, you own the console. But right. for me personally, who has repaired their PS3 twice through Sony... That is for me. That was the way to go. I mean, it was a little more pricey, but they sent me a box to ship it in. And I knew it was safe and secure, uh, with the shipping label and a return label, and I just filled out the, what the issue was. Blah blah blah. Send it in. Get it back like two weeks later with a brand new warranty. Everything completely. They redo everything. Clean it out. Whatever. Right. And I thought. I mean, I had no issue I mean, with that. I and that's what I would trust that more. Yeah, right. And for sure. I Versus mean, like I a sent, guy who like has a PC repair place. Like, yeah, I can repair PlayStation. You know, I sent my 360 in probably four or five times. Yeah. Uh, and I that's pretty common as far as 360s go. But I think, for me personally, I think that it should not. Void your warranty. I agree that if you want to have yeah. it repaired. If you break it while you're doing it, maybe. Yeah. So you, I don't know if I would trust myself to like take right. it apart. So I, th I think the compromise here is that you need to get a license to do it. So like you yeah. have to be a licensed Microsoft repair person. Uh, but even now, like that's not a thing. I it agree there. Because yeah. If you're going to take it to someone, like you were saying, if you take it into some guy like, yeah, I can fix it. You're gonna have he ruins it for you exactly, yeah. and you're not gonna have any repercussion. You're gonna be like, oh well, here's some money. Because first of all, like, if you send it into Sony and they send it in, they you know something goes wrong, they break it or whatever. They'll just probably send you a brand new console for free, right? Probably. Um. So, but you send it to someone else, it's like all your information, all your saved games, everything's on there. And if it's broken and gone, then it's kind of like, well, what do I do? Then you're out of luck. Yeah. You lose your level seventy six character in Skyrim. <laughs> right. I, well, it's a really fascinating. Oh, that that was a personal side, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, uh, I think it's a really fascinating thing to watch. Um, I'm going to be interested to see how far it goes. I know the the Electronic Gaming Commission. I don't know their exact name. It's like the ESA or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, they have said that this should not be a thing that the only people that should be qualified to repair your stuff are certified technicians well not even that but like the actual company the company themselves uh so i'm going to be really interested to see because again i mean it's not going to just affect us as we'll video how, game players i mean we'll see, see how it's it going to affect iphones and other apple products but like other product like a washing machine you don't have to send it back to maytag you just right. hire a washing machine repairman. Right. so i think if someone's like legit certified 
to fix it, I would trust it a little more. But exactly, I'm still pretty comfortable sending it back to the company. So yeah, um, we'll see. But anyways, we're gonna take one more quick break, and we'll be right back. So we just got a few minutes left for you. Uh, we're just going to kind of cruise through some more news and leave it at that. Um, so StarCraft Remastered was announced while we were on break. Uh, they say that they're good. it's going to be out this summer. They don't really say when. But it, it's going to be interesting. It's the original game. Uh, they're updating it to 4K. They're updating all the graphics. They're remastering the audio. Uh, and they're just doing a lot of stuff to the original StarCraft, which I think is going to be awesome. I mean, StarCraft back in the day kind of changed. Uh, I remember playing that. Yeah, long I mean, it, it, I mean, if you think about like esports, it was kind of one of the founders of what we know as esports today. And so, with I, an insane huge following. Yeah, especially if you go to Korea. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it's crazy over there. And so it's really it's really cool to see that they're doing this. Um, and in addition to it, when they released the remastered version, they were releasing the original version for free. Oh, cool. Yeah, so anyone can go download it. And they're saying that remastered and original are going to talk to each other so you can do online multiplayer. Ooh. Oh, wow. That's cool. It's a cool idea. It is a cool idea. I mean, it's going to be a little strange because... <laughs> You know, some people are going to see things a little bit better and probably have a wider field of view and stuff. But, but I'm I sure think it's if cool they idea. have a if they have a competitive multiplayer aspect, I'm sure they'll restrict that to the same version. Oh, absolutely. I mean, tournaments and stuff like that will all be all be the same version. They'll right. all use probably the remastered version. So. Um, that might be a time for me to jump in. I've never played it before. Yeah, you it's know, fun. it's a fun game. I played that. I mean. 15 probably years ago yeah i'm right. not i have no never been much of a starcraft player so i i think it's a good time again for me as well to kind of jump in and see what all the hubbub's about all right moving on so kind of mentioned it earlier i've been playing some destiny again literally started Back last night because yesterday sorry i'm just getting blown up by text uh yesterday uh destiny unveiled their moments of triumph not moments what is it Oh, something like that. Yeah, something it's along that. It's their, like, everything Legacy Edition came out, uh, and it's pretty exciting. It's got the hype starting going again. The hype train is pulling into the station. <laughs> uh, so it came out with a new achievement book, which is 13 pages long. I have not opened it It is yet. a huge achievement book. I mean, granted, for, like, someone who's been playing since the beginning, I already have, like, half the achievements done. Right. And... So, one of the, with Jason as well. We we started this game three years ago in September when it came out, and only stopped for small periods of time. Yeah, 
And so, like, you go, there's achievements that only us players that have been there since the original can actually get. That is awesome. So, you know, it's like you can't 100% the book unless you've been an original player, which kind of sucks for the new people because I know a lot of new people did get picked up with Taken King and Rise of Iron. Right. But we're getting rewarded for sticking through this game, and I feel happy about that. Um, so, yeah, last night, just like the good old days, got invited to do a raid just out of nowhere. Perfect. Some Ooh, of my uh, friend, my old raiding buddies, called Arms came. Uh, and like I said, la, two weeks ago. You saw ago, the light in the sky. It says, Austin, destiny. <laughs> the beacons are lit. Yeah. Uh, as I said two weeks ago, the first raid was uh, Crota, which is a little weird because it was the second raid, but whatever. Uh, it works. They updated the raid a lot. So obviously it's brought up to 390 light, blah, blah, blah. So they actually changed a few things about it. So I know the beginning part with the lamps, the running is pretty much the same, but when you're like holding the bridge, it's way harder. You can't do it by yourself anymore. Four so ogres show up. the glitches are gone. The glitches are pretty well gone. Four ogres show up, yellow barred knights show up, like you need to be a team. You got to get everyone through there to survive. So that was like already ramped up, way, way fun. Uh, the next section of that raid, if you're familiar, was the bridge building part, which... I think up to last night, I've only never completed it the right way one time. Other than that, we just fly across with the sword and ha you know break the game. You've got me beat. I've never done it the right way. So <laughs> we did it the right way last night, and they changed it, and it's awesome because I won't really go into it that much. But like the f when you get everyone over on one side, six swords appear with unlimited power, and you just go ham. And it's just the best time of your life. There's like... Just enemies everywhere. Six people with swords slamming everywhere. It was so much fun. Uh, and then, so, you know, we cruised all the way through that, got through the Death Singer part to Crota. And it was the same frustrating Crota. I think oh. we got there, and we stuck in there for about an hour and a half till we finally beat him. We were trying to do the challenge, so, like, you only can hold the sword one time, blah, blah, blah. A lot, a lot of weird things. But I had so much fun last night in this game that I've been playing for three years and it really makes me happy, you know, seeing this ar armor I got two years ago, seeing these guns come back, like Fang of Uryut, you know, Oversoul Edict. Like I was just, I was so happy and like, it was just a good moment. I'm really looking forward to the rest of this, uh, this update. Do you know when Vault of Glass comes out? Next week, next All Tuesday. Right. I'm excited for that one. So Vault of Glass is next they're Tuesday. They're kind of releasing in sequence right there. One right? at a week, and then okay. then it's going to be King's Fall with Oryx, and then Wrath of the Machine. And then Destiny 2. And then this is all leading up to oh, man. Destiny 2. Release date. What I'm a name. Out of everything they possibly <laughs> could have named it, they named it Destiny, Destiny 2. Hey, uh, this is the first reveal, too. We could see something. So... We've kind of kind of gotten a release date. I think September eighth is kind of what I've seen, which is a Friday, which is a little weird for video games. Yeah, but I mean that was that was a leaked poster, so we have no idea what that actually means. We will find out tomorrow. Tomorrow is the release trailer for Destiny Two. I know beginning this week we had a little teaser for it. The teaser sucked. Don't even say that. No, I hated it. The teaser was fantastic. I thought it was the stupidest. It, it's showing. Come on, it's Cade. It's we Cade, know Cade. Cade so I, I've never played Destiny uh, besides the, the beta. beta. So I, that means nothing to me other than I watched it. It was dumb, and it doesn't make me want to buy Destiny 2. See, it makes me want to buy Destiny 2. Yeah, that one was kind of geared towards us who've played it a bunch. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go like a whole bunch into it because it's all speculation right now. But how I want Destiny 2 to be is just really massive war-scale battles to start off the game. 
the, there's like a real eminent threat because I was like one thing about original Destiny is like I feel like there was no like eminent doom coming to you like oh well uh, Oryx is here and you're like okay cool he's in Saturn right let's, let's go kill him uh, so I really hope they ramp it up we'll find out tomorrow I will be all over that trailer and we will definitely cover that next week so yeah yeah I mean that's gonna be a big win so yeah moving on uh, for me so. While we were on break, uh, Disney announced the Disney Afternoon Collection. Uh, so those of you who played uh, Disney games on the NES, uh, or for me, I had a Game Boy that I played some of these on, uh, this should excite you. Um, this collection is going to contain all of their cartoons, games, from their what was called their Afternoons or something like that from Disney. Uh, and so it's like, Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers, <laughs> Chip and Dale 2. DuckTales. Yeah, DuckTales, DuckTales no 2, joke. Tailspin, and Darkwing Duck. Uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. They've remastered it. It's 1080p. There's going to be a time attack, a boss rush. Uh, and then also they're going to they're in introducing a rewind feature. So if you make a really stupid decision, you can actually rewind. Prince of Persia style. Yeah, oh, nice. and so that will probably ease the pain that some of these games cause because nes was like the hardest console ever oh yeah i mean <laughs> it was ridiculous and the cool thing about it is it drops april 18th uh so they announced it basically a month before uh and so it's really exciting i mean there's uh, and the cool thing is is there's some good multiplayer in there if you ever play like uh the Chippendale games, like there's some cool multiplayer in that stuff, and so I think it's gonna be a twenty bucks on uh, Xbox, PlayStation, and uh, Steam. I think it'd be worth it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's gonna be exciting. So I'm really excited about that one. All right. So next big game we're talking about, I guess Dark Souls Three has had a big update. Um, and now supports P the PS4 Pro. So updated like right. what sixty frames a second? I believe so. A better graphics and all that stuff and the new expansion the ringed city which i will let jason take it away because he's the only one here that's actually played dark souls so right yeah. i mean i played the first one but i haven't played any of that past that so <laughs> well this one so far i haven't gotten very far made it to the first boss last night so so far it's everything i expect from did you dark die? souls i did die okay how many times did you die um at not okay a lot i <laughs> forgot about the curses cursed over and over and over again until i figured out what was doing it i felt pretty Welcome stupid to dark souls but i love it so far the only thing that kind of bugged me is they introduced this new mechanic like there if you look down you see this little ring on the ground you can fall from any height it seems like and you'll be fine if you land on it However, they introduced that by having one of those little signs that says, take the plunge. And it's like, all right, that's cool. But then they do that for every single one. And I'm just like, that's not Dark Souls. Dark Souls so it's like, is, it's like holding you figure your it out. Yeah. 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 So that kind of bugged me a little. But overall, it's been fun. Because um, you've played that a lot. I mean, you played the whole game. So right. Far, and so. I'm pretty high level for not beating it, you know, 15 times like a lot of people do. Um, and... So far, I'm loving it. I just need to get past this first boss. He's a little tough. And my friend who I've been playing with has mentioned that supposedly these are some of the hardest bosses so far, which great send-off for a Dark Souls, the Dark Souls series, I just heard. they Unless they're doing it way down the road, they've said this is going to be the last one for a long time. So yeah. 
It sounds like it's been very good, so I'm really excited to get that finished. I'm going to release a Dark Souls Andromeda <laughs> and just destroy so many lives. Well, at least we don't have the facial animations now, so. <laughs> right. Uh, so next thing, I guess uh, Elder Scrolls Legends. So if you've any Elder Scrolls fans, you've definitely heard about this game. Uh, it's a card game. Yeah, it's I now. mean, I heard about this game, and then I didn't hear anything. Out, and apparently it's been out. It's been on, like, PC or something. Yeah, and I didn't know about it. And now it just released on iPad. So I'm probably gonna, I haven't downloaded it yet. I probably will. Same here. Um, I do like card strategy card games so that's fun yeah they announced that right around the same time that we were all playing gwent all the time oh. so <laughs> gwent uh, take advantage so back and keeping the trend with uh mobile games so nintendo came out this week saying that super mario run did not meet expectations <laughs> shocker right uh and i mean to be uh, to be fair to nintendo this was their first real push into mobile gaming uh so if it would have done really well it would have been like oh that's really surprising mm -hmm. but uh i don't know i don't know how they were gonna make this into a good game like said it just came out for android so like i'm like a year behind everyone else or six months or whatever but it's just it's just not really good like you know not gonna lie it did kind of catch me because getting all those pink coins and then purple coins and then green coins or black i think it actually it, is i don't know it was just yeah and it, for it, somebody, it was fun yeah I like for somebody it. like you like i can see how that game is going to be fun i mean for i me, it. like sure i want to get all the pink coins but if i don't get all the pink coins then i'm not going to care about it uh and so it's just like one of those that, like at some point right. they're going to lose people like me i mean i enjoyed it to the point where i beat the first few levels and it's like all right now you got to pay 10 bucks to unlock the rest of the game i was like yeah you don't even let me like finish the first world yeah well, which kind of upset me yeah. and it kind of threw me off i'm not going to spend 10 bucks on it because i wasn't really loving it i was enjoying myself for the time but i was like i haven't played it since 10 bucks for a mobile game is quite a bit that is a lot of money yeah so i mean i'm not i'm not surprised that it didn't do well uh maybe their next one because it's not like this is going to be the last mobile game uh, uh because they need they need to get on that that train if they expect to remain relevant mm -hmm. in our current world right so uh all right last bit of news gamestop has uh come out and said that they're closing 150 stores up to 225 stores in the remainder of the year which wow. that's a lot that's a lot of stores but GameStops are kind of everywhere so yeah we'll see. and I'm not so the thing about this is yeah this this kind of sucks for the industry as a whole yeah a lot of people are going to lose their jobs and that's not cool right but if you think about the way the industry is heading uh everything's becoming digital mm -hmm. uh when was the last time you guys bought a used game I do it on a regular not regular basis but I always a look if there's game. a used game before I get the I, new one. I would use, no. I think when I ever get a game that's been out for a while, it's because it's been on sale on PlayStation yeah. Store. I mean, I just pick it up. And that's the thing is it's just becoming so convenient to buy all of your games digitally. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and, I like, if you look at somebody like me that plays a lot of games on Steam uh, yeah, or the last on time PC. You bought a PC I've, game, I've, a physical copy of a I'm PC I'm not game. sure I've ever bought a PC game. 
like a physical copy. You know, like I've had some, but personally, I don't think I've ever bought one. Right. And so it's it's just one of those things. This is inevitable. And especially like once Walmart and Target and all of these bigger box stores start to realize how how much money they can make on games, uh, they're going to give more Black Friday deals and yeah. more so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Like this isn't the death of the physical copy yet, but you know, because for me, I still like yeah. having a physical copy. Yeah, I, I do There's too. Something about it when you just crack it open the first time, that fresh right. smell comes in. But the thing is, everyone buys it off of Amazon, not GameStop. Yeah, Amazon or like Best Buy or just something like that. Right. And so, uh, to be honest, this isn't overly surprising. Like, yeah, it sucks. Uh, but it's just, but it's one thing that interests me is they blamed uh, the lack of sales of the AAA games over this last holiday season, which really? is not, yeah, that's which is not what, the way to approach no, I mean, this. considering like with the amount of games that actually did come out this last holiday season, I don't think that's a good excuse. I mean, we had Battlefield One, the next Call of Duty, which didn't sell as well but still sold, um, Titanfall, and I mean, Final uh, yeah, Fantasy. and so I'm interested to see like. Uh, how well their first couple of months in 2017 have sold. Because as many of us complain, like the games need to calm down. Uh, <laughs> there have been so many huge releases recently. Three months, games. which is crazy. Yeah, that I'd be interested to see if their sales have kind of maintained that course, or if it was, it's just a disappointing Q4. Well, I know, and I noticed that uh, they did change their... Uh, plan of how they're not going to focus on used games anymore as much well they need to not because that was one of their i don't know if you guys anyone knew that but like they had to sell like a certain percentage of used games every month to get like i've known i've read it a couple weeks ago yeah i probably remember the article well and so like they were like focusing like forget the new games we need to sell these used games right so they're getting rid of that model and kind of i think are kind of restructuring the company and Hopefully it works out for them. Right. Cause yeah, and I think there's, I read somewhere that they're kind of leaning on more material sales. So and they're, and they're Amiibos and Yeah, and they're trying to bridge into the digital, and, mm-hmm. the digital world, too. Yeah, which will be interesting to see. So you know you'll be able be... to buy a digital code off their webpage or something. Right. How long before you think GameStop comes out with their own game launch service, kind of like Steam and Origin? I wonder if they'll do that. I think that's a really logical step for them. I'd I don't know if they'll be successful, but I think it's a really logical right. step. Well, so, I think that about like closes it, yeah. the week for us. I know we had a lot of information, but that's what we have for having Yeah, this off. has gone really long. So if you normally tune in right about now to uh, listen to music, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so as far as games coming out this week, uh, yesterday Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5 dropped. So... There's that. MLB, the show, 17 dropped. Uh, I'm sure that'll be great. Um, Always is. This coming week, I know Jason's excited for this. Persona 5 drops. Yes. Um, I've never played a Persona, so I don't really know what to think of that. I've only so ever heard good. the theme song on the video game theme song. Philharmonic. 
foot. Moving past that. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, and then uh, Drawn to Death comes out. And we were talking about this. And I believe this is a free PlayStation uh, game. For next PlayStation Plus game for this next month. Yeah, so I'm pretty it's sure. A, it's like a, it looks pretty cool. It's like a pencil-drawn first-person shooter. So Yeah, it looks really fascinating. Um, go check it out. There's some gameplay on YouTube. We watched it before we came in here. But it looks it looks pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Jason? Thanks for joining us today. Not a problem. It was fun being here. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you have fun when you get back to school next week. All um, right. I will. Enjoy, hopefully you can join us. Enjoy the rest of your break. Some other time down the road. We'll have to see. Yeah. So, um, Austin, it's been fun as always. 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 Um, so, yeah. I think that's going to be it for us. Uh, remember to get a hold of us. Follow us on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yes, do follow us on Twitter. Uh, we do have a Twitter. We're at dryspell underscore VG, as in video games. We have it emailed, dryspellradio at gmail.com. If you have any comments, concerns, questions, anything like that, go ahead and send them on over there. But otherwise, until next week, you have a fantastic week. Go play some video games and have some fun. <laughs>